All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Appreciate you joining us on a uh, Wednesday. It is a Wednesday. Let's get into it on today's show. Got a couple of things we're going to talk about, a couple of sports betting uh, topics, and then we're going to give a pick, a pick uh, for tomorrow in the NHL. So this is going to be for the 25th. You got plenty of time, even though we are recording this on uh, Wednesday morning. Still going to have plenty of time to make that hockey bet. But let's start off with the Iowa State betting scandal. This is crazy, right? So this season, obviously, Iowa State, uh, the state of Iowa, I should say, the DCI, the Division of Criminal Investigation, they're the ones who came down on these Iowa State players and Iowa players and you know, caught them for illegally betting, betting with other, other people's accounts. I mean, we're talking identification fraud, you know, tampering, all this kind of stuff they accuse these players of. Well, it's come out recently that the Iowa DCI broke all kinds of rules, had no jurisdiction, you know, improper investigation led to the entire thing. So this may all get flipped. This all may get reversed. And look, I've talked about this briefly when it first came out. I don't really like to take a political stance on a lot of these things. My entire view was from a sports betting point of view. And I, I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of hypocrisy, as you can tell from how I talk about sports books on here, right? And there's not a bigger example of hypocrisy in this whole industry than the sports books themselves. But this really doesn't have to do with them. This is more other issues and other things like, like, you know, state or, you know, government entities uh, for Iowa, the, the state of Iowa. My point here is, I think that there's so much betting going on in the country. A lot of it illegally, right? A lot of it may be college students, but I don't think that focusing arbitrarily, which it's coming out they did on these individuals, these schools was fair at all. Like why? What, what was the reason for this? And this, this is how law works right now. Look, I'm no lawyer, but you have to have probable cause to, to pull someone over and search vehicles. And look, I'm the last person who's going to, you know, like, like give anyone shit. If I'm speeding, I'm pulling over. Like, I'm not going to be that, you know, a nuisance, but there, that has to happen. Like, like you can't just, you know, this is the goddamn United States of America. You did this is all part of everything. So the idea that they just randomly put up these geofences and randomly targeted these kids, yeah, they ended up finding stuff, but it was improper how they did find it. So, you know, I, I guess it, it is sort of an opinion-based thing, and it does matter. And in what we're talking about here, right? Were we talking about illegal drugs? Were we talking about murder? Are we talking? No, we're talking about betting on some fucking college football games and basketball games. I don't even know if a lot of it was football. I don't know if a lot of it was other sports. And the totals here were like $1,000 from some of them, like under 2500 from the other. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, what's the point of this, right? Are we making examples or is it one DA or whoever it was? Or it wasn't a DA, it was the DCI, like I said, but trying to make a name for themselves. I don't know what it was. But clearly, and this all came out within the last 24 hours. So this is still fresh information. But my reaction is... I'm glad this improper investigation may get wiped because it, it everyone needs to be shaken across the country and it, this could be a bit of a wake-up call and I am never going to condone not doing the right thing or breaking the law but when so many people are doing this and there's so many college students why ruin the lives of just a couple you arbitrarily decided to go after and that's my opinion there so uh, we're going to keep an eye on this because obviously it's a sports betting show this is big, big sports betting news and it could lead to potential federal legislation. I'm not sure what's going to happen from this, but we will keep an eye on it. So uh, let's get to another topic here. This is sort of a general 
Um, it may be obvious to some people, but it's something we should go over. Now, this is the numbers and the essence of winning bets. And this is really what, you know how I talk about this when I say every bet we ever make comes down to what should the price be and what is the price, right? That's really what everybody comes down to. Now, the hard part is getting there, finding out what the price should be and all that stuff. But it's, it's actually very simple when you boil it down to that question. So let's talk about that and what that kind of means on a price basis, because I have heard some pushback from people who listen to the show, from my friends that this whole betting numbers, not teams, why does that matter? Why don't we always just bet on the better team? Because over the long run, better teams are going to win more. And this whole essence of winning bets we're going to talk about now is why that's actually not the case. So let's use the example. The example I, I always like to use is flipping quarters. Okay, because two reasons. One, we can all agree that flipping quarters is a 50-50 proposition. There's not a whole lot of people arguing that there's not a 50% chance you're going to get heads and a 50% chance you're going to get tails, right? So we can all agree on this scenario and this, and this experiment that we've set up. So we're flipping quarters for this. The other reason is we can use minus 110 for heads and tails, and it's very identical to how minus 110 is used in the real world of sports betting. Because every time we make a minus 110 bet, whether it's an NFL game, a hockey game, a baseball game, or the hot dog eating competition, what you, what that's representing when one side is minus 110 and the other side is minus 110 is that's the sports book and the, and the market essentially saying whatever proposition that is, is going to happen exactly 50% of the time. Now, let's be careful with exactly 50% for my real true math people. Maybe it's 50.07%, right? But it's within the 52.4% corridor. Because uh, sports books have about a 2.4% way to work, like their margin of error for pricing these things. So if the Lakers are minus three against the Suns, what that means is the Lakers are going to win by three half the time. The other half, the Suns are going to win or lose by up to two, right? So that's what these mean, or lose by up to three, I should say. So that's what a minus three at minus 110 spread represents, that the market thinks that's going to happen 50% of the time. If you think that's going to happen at least 53% of the time, one way or the other, you make a bet, right? So let's get back, let's get back to our flipping quarters example. If you and I are flipping quarters, and every time it hits heads, you give me a dollar, and every time it hits tails, I give you a dollar. What we have now is a break-even proposition, okay? Over the long run, we can play this game for 10 years, and the expectation is neither of us should lose money because it's a 50-50 expectation, and we're giving each other the exact same amount of money, okay? But if all of a sudden, every time it's heads, you give me a dollar, but every time it's tails, I now give you 99 cents, what's happened is I've only moved the line, so to speak, one cent, right? I've only moved it one little percentage. I'm now giving you 99 cents. You're giving me a dollar. But over the course of 10 years, I'm going to take all of your money, one penny, every other flip, right? Or at least statistically, that's, that's what the math says. That's the expectation. So you see how one little difference in the price can affect the winning and losing pretty substantially, right? Now in sports betting, they have a cushion of two and a half percent. So in this example, if you give us a dollar every time it's heads, we'd give you back maybe 98, 97 cents back, right? Let's say 98 just to be, you know, a little conservative here. So every time it's tails, we give you 98 cents. Every time it's heads, you give us a dollar. That's kind of what's happening with sports betting, right? 
a lot of people get caught or a lot of people just make these bets. And over the course of time, what you'll see is a lot of these sports bettors in the public, most people out there are going to go around 50%. Most people in their lifetime, if you track all your bets over the course of your entire life, you're going to end up right in between 49 and 51%. Most of you. Okay. So price matters. What we see with this whole minus 110, minus 115, all of this stuff really, really matters a ton because what the book is doing is just adjusting how much they're giving us back in this example. So when we're flipping quarters and the norm is them giving us back 98 cents for every time it's tails, you may be okay with that. You may say, yep, that's what we signed up for. Minus 110, that's fine with me. But if we can find a way to where now they're giving us a dollar and one penny back every time it's tails, Right. And, and we have to only have to pay a dollar every time it's heads. Well, now it's a proposition where we're making money. So there's there's things we can do just being aware of the price for all these sports bets. Now, the flipping quarters is an example because it's easy to see what a good bet is and bad bet is. But it's much harder to see in sports betting. Right. So in this in this whole flipping quarters example, it doesn't really matter whether you're betting a good team or a bad team, because it do, you, you, you see the I, I think the analogy is very good because the flipping quarters doesn't change. We're still doing the same thing. We're still flipping quarters. The event hasn't changed, right? It's the same thing. The wind in the room hasn't changed, right? If you're handicapping the flipping quarters, we're using the same quarter, the same person's flipping the quarter. All that's changed is the payout. So payout matters. It's not the it's not the basketball game. It's not how good are the teams playing because that doesn't change. What changes is the price. So if you get in the habit of just betting on the good team, you're constantly going to typically betting be betting on overpriced teams. You know what I mean? If you are going to always bet on one side, you always bet the underdog because you may at least get some value intrinsically a little bit more there and end up closer to the 51% side of things. But the point here is when you say numbers don't matter and just betting on good teams is the way to go, I find that hard to believe because the math doesn't say so. I don't care whether it's a plus 500. If it's a good bet, it's a good bet. So in, in think about what a plus 500 means. That means on the other side, it's going to be like minus 750 to minus 850. So you're getting a gigantic underdog if it's plus 500. But if it's a good bet, it's a good bet. If the math says so, even if we have a 2% edge and the bet's plus 500 and we think it should be plus 470 or 460 or whatever that would be, it's like that's still a great bet. So no, betting on numbers will always win you long-term for our example. It doesn't matter what the event is, okay? Because again, our event is flipping quarters. That doesn't change. The Lakers playing the Suns doesn't change. What changes is, is it minus two? Is it minus 10? Is it plus 15? That is what matters. So price matters because the payout dictates everything. The payout dictates, is the bet good or not? You don't have a good bet if you're just betting on a team better than the other team. The good bet is based on the math and, uh, and the price. So I know that kind of got, I don't know, hopefully that was understandable and digestible, but price matters and just betting on good teams is not going to win you bets in the long run. So, all right, before we get out of here today, let's give a hockey bet for tomorrow. This bet's going to be for the 15th in the NHL or the 25th, I should say. So uh, this is going to be on the 25th on a Thursday. We're going to take the Islanders on the road, minus 122 at the Canadians. Now, we faded New York this weekend, didn't have much luck of it, and I like how they've been playing under Patrick Waugh. They're more physical, defense has really stepped up, and this is kind of what you see. It's not. It, it's, it's a debate of, is it a, a new 
kind of excited team that's going to be a short-term boost for Patrick Wall, or is this a schematic change that we can expect over the course of a couple weeks into the into the season? The Islanders have it in them. The Islanders on paper should be a much more defensive team. They just weren't playing that way this season, and the physicality showing, the goaltending showing, I like what we've seen from the Islanders recently. And again, what we just said, it's all about the price. Minus 122 here offers some some value. I've got this closer to 135. So to let my let everyone know, my buy price is like 127, maybe like 28 to 30-ish. But the Islanders here at 122 are a very good play. Now, we are recording this at 10.53 on a Wednesday morning. Uh, and it's only available in a few places, right? So hopefully, as lines do open up at more and more shops, this doesn't get bet up too much before then. But right now, minus 122 is the market consensus for the New York Islanders. So that's the pick for tomorrow, to- the 25th in the NHL. Islanders, the New York Islanders. Minus 122. So appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Betting Daily. Sports Betting Daily.